Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. From the first Midwest Bank Studios at 190 State Street on a Sunday morning, it's ESPN 1000. Brian Hanley, Mark Zander, uh, the ESPN app, of course, has everything you need from all the shows you hear here. Uh, Crosstalk Unhinged, hilarious if you listen to that. I don't know how they do that, Brian, because when we're in the studio, we're trained not to swear in front of microphones. At Correct. least we hope, right? I had dump. I think once I dumped myself. You did dump yourself once in all these years. I've been doing it. Yes, yeah. I dropped enough bomb. Um, you did. Yeah, you did. You had the uh, the producer didn't have to get to it. You, I don't you think did it right he, away. Yeah, I didn't realize, and because I normally wouldn't. I don't know what fired me up. <laughs> right. As Ryan Pace and, would and, say, and, we were fired up, and uh, I dropped an F bomb, and I couldn't hit that button quick enough well it, you got seven seconds to react well, and but say now on the stream they hear it well yeah and that's true and that's true uh so when they make that transition and they do that show it's just so hilarious yeah, you, and then you, they have to snap back in action because yeah. when you're in the studio you can't do that yeah the fcc like fcc frowns on yeah, that they, and yeah, to the yeah, point where really know, they might big. take some money from people um whether or not Matt Stafford's the MVP today or Joe Burrow, cool Burr, get it yeah yeah I like well, it that's what you said um we do know Aaron so Rodgers cool. was the MVP, mm-hmm. right, and accepted the award. Now, as a Bears fan sitting here in, in cold, kind of snowy, little snow this morning, Chicago, wondering when the Bears will make a return trip to the Super Bowl and actually maybe win one, you know, since it's been a long time. Um, the hope was, as much as this town threw a parade when, uh, when Robbie Gold kicked the Packers out of the uh, playoffs, mm-hmm. As much as we'll Green, take those victories where we can get them. Well, I mean, I, to me, that was that they call title town up in Green Bay. To me, it was loser town here because we are so beaten down. We're starved. And well, okay, but we should not. We're we're better. This Chicago market shouldn't stoop to no. To we enjoying, shouldn't. It doesn't. It's it, low hanging fruit, it, but it doesn't increase the Bears. Opportunities no, or chances to, no, to actually be in, you know, I get there and Rodgers led a team three years in a row, 13 wins, and never got to the Super Bowl, and, and the only team to do that in NFL history. So he's got to live with that. The fact is, they. Makes us smile a little. You know, Theo Epstein used to say you had to, you know, keep knocking down the door and be in it every year to have a chance to win it. So the, when, when this town erupted and, and almost had a Super Bowl parade because the, the Packers were eliminated, I just thought, okay, I got the initial emotion, but. It, it, we've got to be better than that. When, this is in Hooterville. This is Chicago, right? But in order for the Bears, and they need help, they got to do the, the, the with the heavy lifting with, with the new GM, the new mm. coach, and hopefully some time to get this thing going and Justin Fields actually being the guy we hope he is. They'll get to the playoffs on their own volition. It would help the process speed up a little bit if Aaron Rodgers was out in Denver or wherever they were going to trade him to. Unfortunately... NFL.com, there's a story today that the headline would be Aaron Rodgers in positive place with Packers as decision on his future looms. And I'll just read a little bit here. After spending a week talking with those in the know on Rodgers' uh, uh, looming decision, two facts are clear. The relationship is as good as is in as good a spot as it's been in quite a long time up in Green Bay, leading to optimism and hope for many involved that he will choose to return and uh, second point, no one knows for sure what Rodgers will do except Rodgers, and no one will rush him to do it. But Rodgers told the NFL Network after winning uh, the MVP, 
fourth of his career that he's going to enjoy the next few weeks and make a call on his decision. The fact that he stuck around Green Bay for three or four days, almost a week after they were right. eliminated, and yeah. talked was talking people in the building, and apparently, you know, I think it was Peter. We were King. hoping those were long goodbyes, right? But Peter King was saying he was talking about the future right. and and maybe off season plans and everything else. So if you're a Bears fan and you want to celebrate the Packers getting kicked out of the playoffs again. Well, they wouldn't even get to the playoffs, I don't think, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't return. I, I don't know. Jordan Love is all that, and, and will he be initially? But it, it, I was hoping that he would. That was his final farewell in Green Bay, and, and the North would be wide open, except for maybe the Lions. I hope Ryan McGuff is not listening. Yeah. yeah, you know, the uh, the whole Aaron Rodgers thing is intriguing because he is. they've got some salary cap issues up there. So how are they going to be able to surround him are they going to be able to surround him with what he needs? Look, this year could have been the year. They had a lot of great tools, and they couldn't make it they happen. They have to pay Devontae Adams, right? right? They're $45 million over the cap. Um, I saw on Twitter this week there was speculation, rumor. I don't know where it was sourced. It didn't say. The Bears are going to make a run for Devontae Adams. Now, the Bears are up against the cap. They could use, anyone could use Devontae Adams. Because the we Bears, need a star receiver. Absolutely. he's not a number one. No, no, and God bless him. He, he's fine. Uh, but, you know, Robin, Robinson fine. wasn't that guy. And I think he's going to be surprised to see what he doesn't get out there in right. the real world. Uh, because he was the big fish in the small receiving pond here in Chicago. And he wasn't used last year. So, well, that, so now we're a year removed from right. That, right. So if you want to accelerate Justin Fields' progress and development, go get that guy. I don't know how you can possibly afford to get that guy. And also go get a left tackle and and do all the things you need to do and upgrade the, the secondary. And I don't know how you get that done, right, there's, Paul? There's too many needs right now But to be able to take care of all of them. Right if that now. day came where where Rodgers was going west and Devontae Adams was coming right down to, to Chicago, boy, would the North look a whole lot different, wouldn't it? What? Absolutely. And, and this is why I think that the Aaron Rodgers thing, uh, I would like to think as a Bears fan, is, is premature because there are a lot of unsettled things up there. Now, if I don't know what they're talking, telling him that is going to make him say, you know what, I do want to stay here after having those cho- chances. Well, he's not staying there if Devontae Adams isn't staying there. I, get, I guarantee you that. Right. So, you know, it, you know, are they going to be able to get all that done? It's a great, great question. But, you know, it's that time of year, and immediately after the game tonight, you'll start seeing everyone reading tea leaves and speculating and, you know, free agency and the whole thing starts and up And he's going to do that again to Green Bay, just like he did last year. But I think they'll be okay as long as he sticks around, right? right? If, you know, if he wants to be a diva and, and, and let everyone uh, talk about it and send You know, he up. went from a quiet, it's, it's pretty amazing, right? You know, for how many years of his career, he was a quiet performer. Yep. And then all of a sudden last year, it just turned into this circus. And we're going to have a little bit of that, you know, in these next few weeks, I would imagine. Yep, no doubt. 312-332-3776. What are you serving up at your party today? Do you have any special uh, concoction that you put together? I I don't. You know, it's it's staples. You know, there'll be pizza, there'll be wings, there'll be seven-layer dip, there'll be... Seven-layer dip. What's a name all seven layers? I have no idea. (laughs) I I, I never understood that. No, who knows? Marianos knows what seven-layer dip is. Jewel knows what what goes in seven-layer dip. I, I do this. Uh, I do this, and, and this is uh, this is my thing. And I think I'm going to do it again today because it is just so easy to do. The sour cream with the chili, with the cheese, cheddar cheese on top. 
you pop that in the oven and you use Frito never... Big Scoops. Oh, that okay. I in, in my world that seems to be a thing that everybody knows. Okay, about. sour cream is the base. Yeah, sour cream is the base, and then you, you, you put... spread it there, and then you put chili, canned chili, no beans, canned chili. Yeah. You might have lost me right there. Okay, well, you, you Brian, you get whatever Can't chili. Can't you go you to Mariano's and get like... Yeah, you get to, you get your Mariano's chili, no beans, Or though. Jewel. The, go oh, to the yeah, Jewels. Sure, sure, go, any, go to the Jewels. Go, if you can find a Dominic's. How about the Dominic's? Go, yeah, I don't think... Uh, Garofalo's, as I had on the south side growing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, chili, wherever you source it, yeah. no beans, and then cheddar cheese... I do not skimp on the cheese. Make no, sure you can't no, see double, any of that chili. Du- double whatever. Throw that down there. Yeah. Pop it in the oven, 350. Look at it. It's melted. Take it out. It's ready. Frito Big Scoops. How long do you... You're in. You just wait till the cheese melts? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Nothing you, is really. this a baking dish? Is it a... Yeah, pie, it's, like uh, a Pyrex, it's like a Pyrex glass dish or something like that. You yeah. Know? Just throw that in there. Pop it out. You know, wait till it cools off. The, the Frito Big Dips, you're good. What uh? Speaking of chili, um, have you ever had the whatever they serve up in Cincinnati? Or over I have Cincinnati? not. I have. What's that? Seven way, ten way, Skyline chili. My wife has had it, and yeah. she has reported that it's no bueno, no good. Yeah, I, I've never had that. I can't be confused between chili and spaghetti. It's it's well, it's a colliding see, a collision of well, worlds here. See, but I had a version of it up when I was going to school in Marquette, a real chili, an institution, at two in the morning, and. I'm, Probably three or four days a week, mornings we'd find our way sure. in there because you know we were done studying at two o'clock. We go, over. yeah, yeah, that's it. That makes uh, you hungry. Yeah, um, but I did, you know, I did have Coney dogs, uh, Detroit Coney dogs in Detroit when I was covering stuff. I don't know why I never had the chili when I was in Cincinnati, but never really was a big fan of the city of Cincinnati either. Um, the Coney dogs. Yeah, and not not a, not a big fan See, of that. I, I don't think I've ever had one. It's basically a chili dog, right? But the, the, I don't know what the they're differences but at two in the morning that didn't taste so much different than the real chili i used to have um j- except there was a hot dog involved right well your 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 taste buds might have been dulled just a little bit yes probably I, I, i've i, I found in my younger years going to the uh, burrito place at three in the morning and go back there one day when you're sober and it's like this is not as yeah, good yeah that <laughs> wiener circle was always like that too right you go there at one o'clock in the afternoon or twelve thirty for lunch the cheddar fries just didn't have that same appeal as uh Right. Yeah, they're, they're good, but just not the same after you've had a few. And, of course, it's the experience. Yes. Uh, uh, our, our friendly uh, Wiener Circle place. I'll never forget the first time I walked in there. Yeah, so I, I'd like to hear from anyone who has, like, a unique... That, that's kind of unique. I, yeah, I have okay. Not, I haven't okay. heard that one. See, in my circle, that's not really unique, but, uh, yeah, that's I, it could not be simpler. Yeah. And simple is usually good. Simple right? is good. you got to get it together. I mean, if you're spending hours prepping, good on you, but that's not me. Yeah, I don't have the patience for that. So your go-to, your go-to, like uh, any party dish, but you really Super Bowl, you have to do it because it's like your thing, and people always say, "Hey, I gotta get the recipe," or "You gotta let me know how to." Yeah, yeah, three one two three three two three seven seven six, and 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 pizza will be part of today too because it's a nice quick way to order something. Now we're gonna hear from uh, Todd Furman, who joins uh, Carmen and Yurko uh, every week here through the football season, and gives you his. Uh, pr- uh, predictions and again longtime las vegas guy he knows what he's talking about um there are a few props that i like and we've been talking quite a bit about quarterbacks right Mm -hmm. and whether matthew stafford was a a good citizen and a give back to the community guy a self-centered guy a team guy depends where you stand on that but a lot of lions fans have uh, opinions and there's really no middle ground so far three one two three three two three seven seven six this prop i found interesting 
because everyone's all about Joe Burrow and the guy's going to be lighting up a victory cigar yet again. And I've heard, you know, any young guy smoking cigars at that age is okay with older guys. Uh, or Matt Stafford going to wing it all around the field and, and, you know, find a way to win for the Rams. The MVP is usually the safe bet to go bet on the quarterback. Just pick a quarterback, right? right? On the winning team. Yes. So if you think Matt Stafford is the guy versus the field, now you get everybody else involved in the game, mm-hmm. right? Special teams, uh, wide receivers, running backs, defensive players. You can bet Matt Stafford to win MVP at plus 128. If you take the field, everybody else mm-hmm. involved in the game, minus 158, which way would you go? I'd go... You go volume, right? Yeah, you take yeah. the field. Now, yeah. you, it's a healthy... You're, you're laying 158. It's a healthy little weighted uh, on the bet. But QBs have won 11 of the last 15 MVPs in the Super Bowl. I'm going to tell you today... It's not going to be. It's not going to happen. And so, therefore, there's a bet. We've talked about the MVP. Yes, on a losing team at 35 to 1. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to be out there like my old, my old uh, producer used to be that kind of guy finding those kind of bets. But I will... I will go find that prop that you can bet anyone other than a QB winning the MVP plus 225. So don't give me Joe Burrow. Don't give me Matt Stafford. And you, look, you can bet individuals. You can bet Aaron Donald. Sure. You can bet Cooper, Cooper Cup. Cup yeah. You can bet uh, Chase. Chase. Yeah. You can bet anybody, right? But if you just want to say it's not going to be the two most important guys on the field, I'll take that 225. I like that, yeah. That, I'll take that 225. I like that. We'll hear from uh, Furman coming up, and we'll also hear from a couple people that uh, we know, their voices here on ESPN. That's exactly from the right. Couple. Yeah. Yes, we will hear from them. Coming up here on ESPN 1000, if you want to chime in, 312-332-3776. It's Brian Hanley, it's Mark Zander, and we'll be right back. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter. At ESPN 1000. Looking forward to the game today and on uh, ESPN 1000 Twitch channel, Waddle and Sylvie's Big Game Pregame presented by Connie's Frozen Pizza, also brought to you by DraftKings and your Chicagoland Toyota dealers. This happens at noon. Jay Cutler, Barstool, Big Cat, and the entire ESPN 1000 crew will be on live on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv backslash ESPN 1000 Chicago following us. Brian Hander, uh, Brian Hanley and Mark Zander here on ESPN 1000. We've got a couple of uh, lines to uh, take care of. Matt in Rockford wants to jump in. Hey, Matt, what's going on? Hey, boys. Uh, great show. Love, love listening to you guys. Thanks. Let me just start off saying that I am a huge Bears fan, but um, I'm rooting for the Bengals, but if Stafford does win, I will be happy for him. I hmm. mean, uh, stuck in stuck in Detroit for a long time. Stuck in the middle again. Never yeah. put a team around him. You know, I mean, I uh, feel like he's a good enough guy. I'd like to see him win one. That's okay. You know? Yeah, I was just, Mark, Mark, thanks. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. Love you guys. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to what you're saying. Thanks Thank for you. picking up the call and yeah. taking the time. Because Mark and I were just talking during the break. I said, we heard Susan just unload on Stafford. <laughs> uh, me guy, selfish guy, you know, a team it guy. didn't do anything for the community. A and team then we guy. heard otherwise, which yeah. either he did or not. Well, yeah. she said it's a team guy if you spell with an I. I never got that vibe from and And I, I just told you during the break, and I think you concurred that, I couldn't tell. I knew he had the talent, and I knew he had the big arm. 
And, you know, he banked as if he was going to lead that team to the promised land. Right. And they, they had to pay him because they had nothing else around him. Right. So he made, I think, one contract, second to the last contract, might have been $40 million at the time. That was huge money. Um, but the, I, I could never tell if he was an elite quarterback, if he was a winning quarterback, because to the, a lot of well, our callers' points, they put nothing around right, him. Right. The coaching staffs most of the time yeah, had no you, clue. You never really knew. I mean, I had a hunch that he was a good quarterback, but... but the front offices had no clue. Um, the players around him were crap, mostly. Right. A lot of stuff we've dealt with here. But to that, really to that, they, they took that to even more of an extreme than what, you know, the frustrations we've lived with as Bears fans. So, I, I mean, when that's when I saw Kyle Shanahan say or heard him say that he thought and knew he was a very good quarterback. But when he did his homework because before the, Ram, the Peyton Rams beat him to the punch and traded for him, um, he really thought this guy is a super quarterback. Right. And you really have to look deep. You know, because of what he was yeah. surrounded with. And the fact is, now I know he got paid in Detroit, and we were talking about this too. It just seems like he spent a lot of years there. You know, and 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 we know some personalities would be like, get me out of here now. But at some point he did say, look, this is a rebuild, and we're, we're not getting there. Right. Just let me go. Yeah, and get what you can get. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it is interesting. And, uh, I, you know, that, I, I, don't, I don't think he's going to be the reason the Rams win the game. And matter of fact... I would argue the case that I would put money on the likes of um, some of the running backs, some uh, Aaron Donald certainly, maybe even Leonard Floyd. You yeah. put a little money on him, right? I mean, I I think the Rams win the game. I, I'm pretty certain about that. I don't even have it being close. But I don't think the Rams are going to want Matt Stafford throwing the ball all over the yard, right? I mean, I think to keep Joe Burrow. Joe Cool off the field, they're going to short passing games, mm-hmm. open up that running game, which yep. I like Cam Akers. And, 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 and so we heard uh, Joe Fortenball talk about Michelle as a backup running back. And by the way, not only did he give you the over 18 and a half, which is, I think I saw today is up to 20 and a half yards rushing yards for, um, for Sony, over five and a half carries is weighted minus 132, and the over yards on um, Michelle's um, yardage is minus 125. So some people, that that seems to be a sharp bet that uh, Joe Fortenbaugh just gave out here, right? And So I think they'll have a more controlled offense, and I don't think they'll be playing from behind. I don't think the Bengals are going to jump to a lead here. So there'll be no real reason... For the Rams to be thrown to take too many chances. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll they'll try to march up and down the field, keep Burrow off the field, and win it that way. And I have it a low scoring game. I I have it twenty seven sixteen. So I mean that I I just don't I don't think they're going to ask him to do too much. And I would argue you can't make a bet on this. But if the Bengals do win, the most valuable person, not player, will be Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator for the Bengals, right? Because not only is he going to have to find a way to, to get Burrow to be upright and, out of trouble, and upright and operating and, and have time to throw and, and time to uh, get that offense going and, and not be on his rear end nine times, ten times, five times Aaron Donald sacks him, whatever it's going to be. He was also the quarterback's coach at Detroit for two years, from 2016 to 18. I would think the Rams' defensive staff have had some conversation. I mean, the uh, the uh, the Bengals' defensive staff has had some real conversations. With Brian Callahan in the defensive room, saying, "Hey, tell us everything you know about Matt Stafford, his tendencies, Absolutely. inclinations, 
Is he fragile? And, and that's the only way that they're going to get this done. They've had this time, and they were going to have to put something together right. to protect him. So Brian Kelly and you know, knock on the offensive door meeting. Of course, mm-hmm. and you know, hey, can you come down the hall to, to the defense and uh, coaches' meetings because we want to know everything you know about All Matt Stafford. Yep. What you know, if, if if we can rattle him, how do we rattle him? I mean, you, and and to me, that the quarterbacks coach of Matt Stafford for a couple seasons. Would have a lot of information. No right? doubt, no doubt. So I, I just don't see. That's I, great insight right there. I, I didn't realize that, and yeah, that's going to be part of that play. Yeah. So I, sure. I'm, I'm not betting the the Stafford over passing yardage, and I'm not betting you know multiple uh, receptions. I I think it's going to be a controlled offensive game plan for the Rams because I don't think they'll be trailing at any point in the game, and I don't think they'll have to start. You know, doing anything but controlling the clock and keeping Burrow off the field. Do we have an over under on uh, turnovers on the uh, Rams? I can get it for you. Okay, yeah, because because obviously the Bengals have had some great success, and that's something that they're going to have to try to exploit. And speaking of the Bengals, we had Todd Furman on, right? Uh, yeah. he's on, he's on with uh, Carmen and York every week through the football season, and uh, he was kind of surprised that the money coming in on the Bengals, and he was if you're so inclined. He gave you some great insight as to when to, to place those bets and how to, to back your bets up to make sure you're kind of covered all, all every which way. Yeah, we'll hear that. Right there now. was definitely an appetite from professional bettors when this number opened. To lay this three and a half, I know, Carm, you and I were texting about it, and I said I yeah. thought the number was perfect depending on who books thought we were going to take the lion's share of the action from in that three and a half, four range. So when I saw four and a half start to pop up, was a little bit surprised. But when you dig into some of the Bengals' metrics, I mean, this number probably came out a shade low, given the fact that Cincinnati has scored a grand total of five touchdowns this postseason. You know, you look at some of their drive numbers, they don't resonate with a team that's got this high-flying offense that's more or less been the public image going forward Mm. behind Joe Burrow. So I think four, four and a half is where it's going to settle. I think the one luxury the books do have that have already gone to four and a half, if they're starting to take more and more professional money on the Rams, they can take it up to five and a half and see if there's an appetite for a little bit of buyback at plus six. But the crazy part about it, and of course this is subject to change, you know, knowing that there are still nine days until the game takes place, is that the public's actually betting the Bengals. One book out here told me that about 65% of their early tickets were coming in on Cincinnati. You know, I put up a poll on social media, as I like to think my audience is a little bit sharper with that, and was surprised to see that 59 to 60% of people said their first inclination was to bet the dog. One thing I'll say today that I'll probably remind listeners of when we do this again next week, books are going to love a scenario where recreational bettors bet the underdog on the money line and they lay the points with the favorite. So if the Rams were to win this game by, say, one to four, points it'll allow them to take home everything out there if you like the Bengals, back up some of your investment taking the points because there's no worse feeling even with the last game of the year taking plus a dollar 70 if they cover the number and you walk away empty hand yeah that's a that's a good point no todd, todd said that was a week ago yesterday yep. um that uh, a week ago friday rather than when he joined carmen york because he explained he had a family wedding this weekend he mm-hmm. said and and the family uh, the members are getting married specifically made the date so it wouldn't conflict with the Super Bowl. Of course you do that. But then the NFL added a 17th game. Oh. So right. they couldn't change. They had the venue, the deposits yeah. down there. So so Todd's not going to be the Super Bowl for the first time forever because he's going to be uh, having a wedding. But he, talking you about... You know how many people at that wedding are going to have their laptops out on the... 
Well, you know, maybe, yeah, I mean, the, the first dance with the uh, father and daughter, might, everyone's going to be watching TV in another room. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, when you start looking at this thing, he said at that time it was, whatever, 70 or 65 percent on the Rams. Well, now or on the Bengals, it's 58 percent, and the four and a half lines come four. It hasn't gone up five and a half to six, right? Right. And I told you now, 58 percent of the money pretty squarely on the, both the line getting the points with the Bengals and also on so the money line. that hasn't really moved from what he said. Well, it's moved. Uh, the line's come down a half. We'll see where it goes between now and kickoff. I'm saying the percentage of bets for the Bengals it's, is it, it's it, still there. Yeah, he, he expected the, the smart money or the sharper money or the big money come in on the Rams at some point, and maybe it will between now and kickoff. Right. But the line is held steady at four, four and a half. It hasn't gone to five, five and a half, and he even mentioned six. So... The Bengals are everyone's darling, which always scares me if, if you're back. And, I mean, if I see the public going one way and even in every prediction, and you'll probably see it on the pregame show, you'll see a bunch of Bengals logos across the, uh, the way when, you know, on the pregame show. That's when I run to the app and hit the, hit the Rams. But I really believe in the Rams anyway. 312-332-3776. If you are one of the 58% that are thinking, you know, the, this is the Bengals. This is their day. Tell us why. Sell us. Because you know they've got a lot of worries on the uh, defensive line for the Rams. Matt Stafford, you know, certainly and his connection with Cooper Cup is a concern. So how are they going to pull this off if you're rooting for the Bengals? 312-332-3776. We'll hear from a couple of people on the uh, Odds Couple show. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll hear audio from uh, what they're thinking about the Super Bowl coming up here. 312-332-3776. Taking your calls here till noon. This is ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. One two three three two three seven seven six at noon. Waddle and Sylvie's big game pregame on Twitch, our Twitch channel, presented by Connie's Frozen Pizza, and also brought to you by DraftKings and your Chicagoland Toyota dealers. Jake Cutler is going to be part of the Twitch broadcast. Barstool Big Cat and the entire ESPN One Thousand crew will be live on our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv backslash ESPN One Thousand again. At noon, following us. 312-332-3776. You believe there'll be a safety today? Mm. Will, will the Bengals be backed up on the one, and, and here, yeah. come, here comes the Rams' defense, and next thing you know, the, uh, the official's putting his hands together over I, I can I can I can see how that would be a possibility, but I'll say no. Yeah, there, there, haven't been a, there hasn't been a safety in the last five Super Bowls, okay. but 9 of 55... Super Bowls in, in history have had safeties. Uh, you might want to think about that. Here's one I do think. Not sure if there'll be a converted, but a two-point attempt. attempt is in Sean McVay's in that camp, right? Yeah, yeah, he is. They've been all the rage this year. Yeah. We've seen a lot more than usual. Right. So if, if you're on your, your app, you can find, you probably can find conversion and attempt. If, if you find one, I'm sure it's going to be a, a plus bet, mm-hmm. you know, a pretty good one. You might want to think about that because everyone, you know, you don't get credit apparently for kicking the point after. And now everyone's got to be, well, the, the, the advanced stats said this. And that I've got right. my you computer printouts. That that, it's know. going to come down to the wire and everything. I mean, can you imagine Sean McVay going in retirement on, on you know, a two-point conversion that didn't convert and then he loses the game and they might want him to go to TV. 
312-332-3776. Yeah, those are tough. And obviously the numbers are against you. You know, uh, you've got a, a way better chance of securing that one point than you do grabbing the two points. But, you know, it has been a thing. You're right. Sean McVay yep. has been on that train for sure. Joan Wheaton wants to jump in here on ESPN 1000. Hey, Joe. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, quick question for you. I haven't heard that much talk about Cincinnati's defense and how they match up against the Rams' offense. Looking at the two prior playoff games that Cincinnati played, can you tell me what's what's their strength in terms of how they play their defense, and how do you see the matchup there? Well, they, they've been good at takeaways. You know, they definitely have been good at takeaways. Or Ryan Tannehill was really good at throwing the ball to them. Right. Um, right. I mean, he, and, and they they let a few balls slip there on uh, Tennessee. They fumbled a few times. Well, so when you watch them come back from the 18 points down against Kansas City, was that Kansas City stopping themselves, or was the defense all of a sudden making stops? Now, Tyler Aki pointed out that that stop right before the first half, you know, to to give them, you know, if if Kansas City converts right before that, and Mahomes is calling a timeout he didn't have, and you know, stuff like that, maybe that game isn't, you know, it's over at halftime. I don't know. I think Kansas City, just their, their stop-and-go offense this year, when it was going on all cylinders, it looked like the Kansas City offense of, of recent vintage. Right. But they had games and halves where they just all So you're stopped. saying it was really Kansas City not I, performing I, You have to make to that potential. determination, yeah, right? Yeah, I right. mean, you could probably say it's a combination of the two, but I'm not so sure that uh, that the defense of the, of the Rams, or of the Bengals is all that, right? Because I still don't know. You know how Tennessee lost that game. I, I I just don't I don't understand how Kansas City lost that game. Um, and I I don't I don't know that Stafford's going to be throwing down downfield a lot. I don't. So I don't. You know, shorter passing game, less opportunity to, to make field. Yeah, to yep. make errors. So yep. um, I I don't know. I I just I don't. If you're thinking about the defense in this game, I, it, it screams Rams to me. Yeah, right. It does. It so. does. But, uh, you know, the, the point that you had made that the former quarterback's coach for Matt Stafford is, is he, now on the... Uh, the OC of, of uh, the Bengals. Yeah. Yeah, Brian Callahan. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Has, uh, he has a, uh, a yeah, nice insight on what maybe wow. Matt Stafford is, uh, you know, where are his weak spots? Absolutely. What, what can they exploit? Because, obviously, having that uh, insight is going to be tremendous because the Rams are a real threat on that front line. And our former player Leonard Floyd, yeah, is part of that threat. What now? I don't know. Were you a fan of Leonard Floyd? Could you? I mean, there was really anything to be. A half that fan that of was there. the thing. Look, we we heard about his potential, but how many times do you hear about potential and it just never happened? So when they let him go, I didn't really think twice. But you know, to see him perform the way he has over there, it just gives us it gives me hope that. The real change with the Bears needed to be what they did offseason. They have the right people in, and let's get new set of eyes on the players that we do have so we can determine what we actually have. Because it seems like we've had things that we've let go because we could not bring them up to potential. So and when we get back to the Bengals' defense, it, it might not matter how good they are because the offense of, uh, line of the Rams is so good, right, mm-hmm. that they've... You know, here's a stat. The, the, this season, the Rams' offensive line allowed pressure within three seconds of a dropback just 9.6% of the time, second lowest estimate across all groups. So they, they, they don't let people get... Right, and that's the old after. line that the Bengals really need. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So, they, I mean, this is a... We talk about the Rams' defensive front and defensive line, and why not? Because they're all that. 
they have the the advantage when you look at the scouting report against the Bengals. The, the offensive line of the of Los Angeles Rams is pretty damn good. And that should open up the holes again for the running game. And, again, I, I just don't think that you're going to ask Matt Stafford to do too much. Yeah, I, just manage the game as much as – especially, you know, he's in this thing, right? And now maybe he's getting – even though he's a veteran, he's got the weight of the world or he thinks he's got to be Superman to be MVP for them to win. He doesn't have to be. No. He just has to be a guy who doesn't turn the ball over and That's runs an, keep the ball and runs for an as efficient as offense. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. 312-332-3776. If you're rooting for the Bengals, as we've talked about, sell us on uh, what this is really going to look like for you. Because, again, 58% of people betting are picking the Bengals. And with all the things that we've already talked about, why? I mean, I, my heart is with the Bengals. I love the story. You know, all of that. But that's the, I, I, I'm smart enough to know that's not good business sense. Well, Laying down my money. Now, the Bengals have pressured, you know, throughout the season. And they, they brought pressure a lot. And they've been consistent to bring pressure. But I still think, on paper anyway, the offensive line of the Rams is going to be better than the defensive uh, front of the Bengals. But they, they have 31.3% of dropbacks. When they send four, they get to the quarterback. So one in three chance if they're going to bring it. But you can't bring that many guys every single time right because you're going to get burned right you can't just keep bringing the house and so it would behoove them to to jump to a lead and and you know score first and and maybe even score second and and build a nice lead because if if they trail by 10 points they're not gonna they're not gonna pull the rabbit out of their you know where and not their hat again yeah. like they did against tennessee and like they did against uh, kansas city certainly so i just don't see it that way but I, i'm really interested to hear when Mike North and Randy Merkin had to say on the odds couple, because they've had a stellar season in terms of predicting everything, but certainly football. And they've gotten you paid and made you a lot of money, and maybe you're going to parlay that and wager your winnings from the season and put a healthy bet or two down today. And you might want to hear from some guys who are really dialed in. Yeah, we're going to hear from them in the last segment. Uh, Rich is on the north side, wants to jump in here. On ESPN 1000, you're with uh, Hanley and Xander. Hello, guys. How are you doing? Good. Um, I've been thinking about this question the last hour. Uh, it reminds me of Namath against the Colts. The Colts were a pretty good team for a long time, and um, they had the substitute quarterback, Earl Morrill, and he had a great year. Anyway, I just would like to hear what you think about in comparison or comps in if there's any kind of comps. Um, I'm not saying Cincinnati's going to be Joe Namath, but uh, Joe Burrow seems like he's got confidence. It reminds me similarly. So what are your thoughts on that? I'd like to hang up and just let you guys Yeah, talk. okay, thanks, Rich. Um, you know, that's... Yeah, they've got the same kind of vibe, Brian, but how does that really translate? Look, vibe is great. Composure's wonderful. Yeah. Big arm and talented set. I'm not questioning any of those things about Joe Burrow. But does he have the right people around him? And I, I think the Bengals are, this isn't going to be their, their last rodeo. It's their right. first rodeo in mm -hmm. forever. This team, a lot of people believe, arrived a year early, if not two years early. Mm -hmm. Why? I mean, the guy won the Heisman. He won the national championship. Nothing would say that he couldn't go ahead and step on the big stage in the big spotlight and do it again. And so far, look, so far to get to this point, he's impressed. Absolutely he has. Yeah. But it, it does take more than one guy. Yep. And I just don't, again, I'm with Yurk, don't overthink this thing. 
it, it all starts up front, and I have to give the edge to the Rams on either side of the ball. Now, I won't be shocked if the Bengals pull this one off, but I will not be backing the Bengals to pull this thing off. I, I don't have it a close game, and I have it a low-scoring game. But, you know, ask 10 people, and you might get 10 variations on totals and or which side you're going and who's going to be the MVP and everything else. And that's the beauty of Super Bowl Sunday. Yes. Nick in uh, Louisville wants to jump in. Hey there, Nick. Hey, guys. Uh, happy Super Bowl Sunday. I'm going to tell you guys why the Bengals will win the Super Bowl, and it's a lock. So my wife and I went out to the the game, uh, the Bear game in Las Vegas, and we're sitting by the pool, and she goes, which long shot do you think has a chance to win the Super Bowl? I said, well, the Bengals are 33-1. to one. Wow. She's like, should I put 20 bucks on them? I'm like, ah, they just lost to the Bears. I'm like, you probably have a better <laughs> chance of doubling that up on the slot machine. So they... So we did it. So fast forward to the Raider game, um, you know, at the beginning of the playoffs. I bet the Raiders, because I thought they'd beat the Bengals. That lost. I bet Tennessee, they lost. So I was listening to Hanley a couple weeks ago, and before the Chief game, I went with uh, 50 bucks on the Bengals at 10 to 1. So there's no logic to it. They're winning strictly on principle. But you cashed. You listened to me, and you cashed. Is that yeah. what I'm saying? That's what that's, I heard. That's what, that's that, what, that was my takeaway. That's what Brian heard. Yeah, that was my takeaway. Yeah. God bless you. I bet, I said, I bet in-game when they were down 18. I bet. No, I think it was. I, it might have been, whatever, 13. Thanks, Nick. I, I bet. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking to my guns on this. And I don't know how I pulled that yeah, one out. I don't out. know. I, 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 I once, was Even the impressed. blind squirrel. I was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. every once in a while. You know, 20 bucks in Vegas, I mean, that's like a, a poolside cocktail cost, right? I mean, his wife said, can I put 20 a bucks down? A small cocktail. Yeah. yeah. I mean, less tip. Yeah, I mean, you know, right. so why why wouldn't you? 33 yeah. to 1. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Tyler, you had the Niners, right? To win I the, the Super Niners Bowl? I had the Niners at uh, 30 to 1. And yeah. we're trying to, this was before, the, you know, before the um, NFC Championship game, we were trying to figure a way to hedge that bet. And but he he didn't have them getting the Super Bowl, Super Bowl. He had them winning the Super Bowl. So, you know, you couldn't, if the you couldn't if the Rams jumped out to a lead. You couldn't hedge and bet the Rams, right. right? You you had to get them there. So there was really no way to to make some money for Tyler on that one. Well, I think he's done good in other ways, right, Ty? We're doing all right. Yeah, yeah. we're doing all right. Yeah. Okay. I do have a, a Rams eleven to one right now. Okay. So I'm debating what I'm going to do with that right what? now. You don't wait to see if 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 the Rams jump out. To uh, score first, maybe you, you bet a money money line on the Bengals in game. We're gonna hear. Or from do the... I just go and take the Bengals with the plus four today, or maybe let it even get up to four and a half? Maybe it gets to five. Do that, or and, and you can find yourself a, a little middle there too. Yeah. Well, or do you just cash out it, if after the you know, Rams score first or whatever? You know, take the cash out. We're gonna hear out. from uh, Merkin and uh, North from the Odds Couple before we get out of here. We'll wrap up the uh, Twitter polls that we have too, and then we will uh, make sure to have your Twitch channel fired up on ESPN One Thousand Twitch TV backslash ESPN One Thousand for Waddle and Sylvie's big game pregame happening on our Twitch channel starting at noon. This is ESPN One Thousand. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. All right, we're about 10 minutes away from the Waddle and Sylvie big game pregame on Twitch.tv ESPN with Chicago. ESPN 1000 Chicago. 
backslash, yeah. On Twitch. You, and the uh, app, ESPN yeah. Chicago app. Yep. Idiot proof. You can find it. We, if I can work it, you can work it. Yes. Good point, Brian. So, uh, oh, you're green. I'm an idiot. Thanks. That's why. <laughs> no, I, was, I didn't yeah. say that. Yeah. Okay. So we've got, uh, we've got Mike North talking about, uh, something you might want to pay attention to. You hear Northy on, uh, odds a couple. He's got a system. Yeah. Again, he does. Guy, guy not just throwing darts at the thing. No, no, no. he does. And, and uh, so please pay close attention to, uh, what Northy had to say here. One I like is cup under, uh, 105 and a half yards because I think they're going to get the lead. I think they're going to get the lead early. I, I know that he's fantastic. He could break one off. He seemed, that seems that that's one of the more popular bets right now. And this is where listening is more than handicapping. I'm hearing a lot of people taking the over on that. So I'm going to just take a flyer and take the under 105 and a half. It's awfully tough to do against a guy, in my opinion, in the postseason who's been the MVP. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and I'm with him. Again, I think, that it, like Mike just said, I think if the Rams jump to a lead, one, you won't have to depend on, on throwing a cup as much as you might think. And two, you would also lean on the running game and just run clock in, in, in time possession and keep Burrow off the field. So I like that, too, because everyone thinks, I mean, if he's going to be the MVP, if Cup's going to be the MVP, he's going to have well more than that in terms of receiving yardage, right? Right, and you're calling for uh, somebody other than the quarterbacks to be MVP. Correct. That's where yeah, your money is Plus going. 225. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, you can take the field, too, if you just want to, you know, if you want to bet Stafford versus the field, if you think Stafford's going to get it or you don't think he's going to get it, you take the field at minus 158. So anyone but a QB... Uh, I would, plus two twenty five. I'll put some money on that as well. So. Yeah, I like that one for sure. All right, so Randy Merkin is part of the odds couple too, and uh, he had uh, a couple of things to share with us here from the odds couple. All right, so I've got uh, Joe gonna... Joe Burrow over eleven and a half rushing yards. Nice. Are you going over? I've got Sony Michelle over eighteen and a half rushing yards. I looked at that. Okay, I love I love the Rams minus four. I'm I'm tempted to take the Rams between twenty and twenty minus tw- uh, to win by twenty to twenty six points. What will you get on That's that? That's twelve to one. Twelve to one. Twelve to wow. one. Wow. Then, You're like Yurko. You think it's going to be a blowout? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then I've I might got go with that. and then I've got Von Miller as MVP. Okay. It's down yep. to thirty five to one. When I gave that, I think three weeks ago it was sixty six to one. Yep. Uh, and then I'm gonna take a flyer on. On Odell Beckham Jr. at twenty eight yes. to one for MVP, and I'm gonna take a flyer on Leonard Floyd at one hundred twenty five to one. Right, Leonard so, Floyd love. So uh, Merkin does not have uh, a quarterback at MVP, and I, I like that OBJ yeah. plus plus. Uh, I saw a plus twenty seven hundred. He had a plus twenty eight hundred uh, a couple days ago, and I, I like that a lot. And and Leonard Floyd, you could do worse than that by putting a little money on there at, at whatever he said one hundred twenty five to one. But you, you know, we were talking about this. Tyler and I were talking before the show, and I haven't asked you yet what your prediction is. But I know you like the Bengals, or you're rooting for the Bengals. But if you're on the Rams, do you inflate that that spread? Do you like? I'm Merce really inflating it. He's mm-hmm. talking about 26 points or better, right? And you know, winning, right. and and getting paid on that. I mean, but even if you believe they're going to win by a touchdown or more. Do you not just lay the four? You lay seven and a half. You lay ten. You take. You know. You really boost your. Yeah, your odds I don't know. Here. I don't. I, I'm not feeling that. What are yeah. you feeling? I, I'm. You know. I'm feeling uh, Bengals twenty four twenty one. Twenty four twenty one. So we all. You and I like the under. That's our agreement right there. And if they win, Joe Burrow is the MVP. 
Is that if the Bengals win 24-21? Well, it's going to take a special performance from him, sure. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you would be on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it's interesting. I, I just, um, everyone likes the Bengals. Boy, yeah, oh boy. I and, and those I'm of, a sucker. Those of us who like the Rams don't even see it to be a game. Right, yeah. right. That's true. Uh, we've got some Twitter polls to wrap up here before we get out of here. Beside the game itself, what are you most looking forward to from the Super Bowl? Food and drink, commercials, halftime show, or wagering? Tyler, how did that look? Uh, most people are looking most forward to the food and drink, 37%. And if you just eliminated the food and went right to the drink, yeah. you'd have a higher percentage. That's Yeah, that'll, that'll work. What came in second? Uh, wagering at about 24%. Okay, not surprised. What are the odds? Okay. Yeah. So, so the uh, halftime show is last or third? Halftime show and commercials are each tied at a little under 20%. Oh, okay. All right, and uh, we had a couple more. Brian, uh, the Rams are four-point favorites today. Who covers? The, the Bengals plus four, 59%. Just in line with what we are talking about at the beginning of the show, right? Yeah. And we also had the Twitter poll, who wins? Outright, no points involved. Well, you know, have to have more points than the Bengals, obviously. Bengals, 53%. Everyone loves Cincinnati. Everyone loves an underdog. And, and we do. And the, the, and the whole Joe Burrow thing, uh, you know, it's a, it's a cool story. It's a comparable to Joe Namath back in the day, right, Mr. Oh, Joe? Now cool, we've had you know? Earl Morrell and now Joe yeah, Namath. Yeah, now Joe reference. Namath. Yep. We've had Flat Top. Yep. Earl Moore. Yeah, that's what, uh, what yeah, I think his haircut should come back in. He's like, you know, what do you think? Uh, comparison to Earl Moore. Well, in 68, I was eight. And when he went with the, when he filled in uh, with the, for Bob Greasy, I was 12. So I, I have a, I have a vague remembrance of Earl Moore watching games in black and white. And I remember the flat top. I, I couldn't give you X's and O's on, on what. He did or didn't do well. Well, enjoy the big game, Brian. The Super Bowl, Juan and Sylvie's pre, big game pregame presented by Kazi, Connie's Frozen Pizza and brought to you by DraftKings and your Chicago Man Toyota dealers. That is next on Twitch.tv ESPN 1000 Chicago. So please join them there. Brian, it's been a pleasure. I want to thank our great production yeah. crew as always. Yeah. Uh, that would be Tyler Aki and I believe Jake Cantu just yeah, showed yeah, up. Yeah, he just showed yeah, up he too, slept so. in today. He doesn't yeah. like our show. All right, everybody have fun. Enjoy the game and uh, be safe.